International. Yeah, look, I don't, uh, I don't know. All right, I don't know. I don't have any answers. I don't have any answers for you. I don't have any questions either, if we're being completely honest, you know? Let's just do the best we can. That's all we have. You wake up every day, you make a pot of Folgers, scramble an egg, throw a piece of toast in the oven, and uh, you have a nice breakfast. That's, uh, that's what you can do. Hopefully everything pans out after that. Because, uh, you know, we got nothing but this life. My name is Ryan. I was a teen in the 90s. I am not a millennial. However, all of my guests, they are. If it doesn't fit, you must equip. Oh, righty. This is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the Millennials. All right. Hello. Welcome to the show. Shalom and Asalamalenka and Aloha and Ciao. Ciao. And Donna, you got one? What is what is She mi, says, oh, hey. What does Mihao Ma mean? <laughs> Mihao Ma is Mihao? another one is that it? I've never heard of, but I would imagine. Isn't that, that's one of the Chinese phrases that people, I don't know if that means thank you or hello or. I don't speak Chinese, yes or, but I enjoy their food. By the way, our guests, we just, like, we just, we just, we hit the ground running here. Sorry, I don't like small talk. No, it's great. I can't stand it either. Uh, my guest today is Ariel. How are you, Ariel? Good. Am I pronouncing that right? I don't know. What did you say? I said Ariel. It's like, it's Ariel. Ariel. It's such a, such a nuanced, like, there's so many pronunciations and some of them are so close. Yeah. Like you said, like. Ariel or whatever you said was like half a step away from right so then for me to correct everyone all the time and be like oh it's it's actually not you know Ariel it's Ariel I I just feel like I like to add a a syllable to that name like Ariel Ariel. yeah get a little goofy I've definitely been I was confused sometimes in school when they like a substitute teacher would call a role or something and and what she's yeah what how, what's the most butchering of your th- this one didn't even make sense but we had a substitute teacher for two days in a row who I guess I didn't even notice she didn't call my name the first time and then the second day uh, uh, like she said like Irina mm. Irina Norman and not even in the ballpark not in the ballpark so then I had to be like I think you counted me I'm sent yesterday too and also what country yeah. Are you reading in? Also, why don't you just become a regular teacher instead of Well, this thank God she's not thing. because she can't read. So. Yeah. Uh, $10 teachers. an hour is about right for her. So. Is that how much a substitute that's teacher That's how much makes? they pay people now. Or that's how much they pay young people. I think if you're like 50 years old. Yeah, $12 In the 90s, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the 90s. I feel like they used to pay people more for all of the shitty jobs. Well, you know, the 90s were the heyday for substitute teaching. Dangerous Minds really brought that to the forefront. Yeah, it really gave them a lot of prestige and stuff. A lot of underprivileged children in, uh, for lack of a better term, ghettoized areas, they they needed their subs. I think if you 
say ghettoized when you're talking about the actual situation, then that's not politically incorrect. Right. I think it's when you call something shitty ghetto mm. that that might offend. Right. Like my Porsche is so ghetto. Yeah. Because it only comes in green instead of yeah, exactly. red. Which, instead of flashy that's, red. That's just offensive because you're a rich piece of shit. Yeah. And I buy foreign. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, that all rich people are pieces of shit. Just n- well, mostly. Yeah, so. just you don't become rich by being a sweet person. Right. Also, you should be like probably giving away more of your money. Yeah. To charitable. Yeah, like just presumably like me, for example, because I would love a Porsche. Yeah, yeah, you're saving up for a Porsche when you could be, you know, helping. I'm not really, a, you know, I could be investing in the. I'm ghetto, already caught in the ghettoized areas. In the ghettoized, yeah, I'm I, I'm already caught in a bit of a, a a lie here. I'm not really a Porsche guy. That's yeah. not the dream car for me. Yeah, you couldn't pull off a Porsche. <laughs> yeah, me. no way. I could barely pull off my Toyota, my Honda Accord. I feel like even no, I that feel seems like the out Honda of place. Accord is exactly. I mean, maybe a Honda Civic would be the right. That's what the I drove Accord, in high school. The Accord is a little bit, you know, it's a bit much. You're, yeah. It's a few, it's a little bit luxurious for a fellow like me. Mm -hmm. I like simple design and simple pleasures. I'm a Ford Focus. Yeah. What are you? Um, Whatever car comes my way because it's given to me or is the cheapest thing. Yeah. What car would you absolutely never in a million years drive? I, most of them. I don't, I just like, I hate most car designs. There is one kind of car that I have. I also don't know anything about cars. Mm-hmm. I could I could barely distinguish past like car, truck, van. Right. It's it's pretty vague after that. Yeah. Uh, pretty fuzzy. So. Well, it's good that you could tell the difference between those three. At yeah. Least. And I think I like an SUV is a thing. You know. Yeah. I, I know what those are, but um, I think it's a Hyundai or something that lately I've been liking the design of. That, sure. That maybe like, there's a kind of. Have you ever driven a U-Haul truck when you had to move? I do not have a spatial reasoning for yeah. anything like that. Same. I can barely drive Katie's truck. Yeah. My fiance has a truck that I have to drive a lot, but I hate it and I can't I can't park it anywhere fancy. Let me right. just, but I can if there's a straight I can but I can't. You know like on Congress when you're supposed to back up to the Yeah, fuck that by the I, way. I've never done it before and I would have to do that in private a few times. Sure. I've spent most of my life not driving. So because of that, if I was in we have a CRV too which was like we're sort of paying for but was kind of given to us whatever um again i just take whatever comes my way but i could maybe try to pull that off if there weren't a lot of people around but yeah no i'm not for those of us who are not in austin there is a a a particular there's a widely traveled street where the only option to park is to back in diagonally and i feel like that's just too cruel even i mean a lot of times when i'm going to a coffee shop there there's eight spaces in a row that are open, I still won't do it because people will judge me and I yeah. don't... You get on, you hit, you hit the side streets. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll drive several blocks yeah. past and just park. And even then, I don't understand how any parking works. So yeah. sometimes I don't... And you reason with it. You're like, oh, I'll get my steps in. Oh yeah, I'm always happy to get steps in. So. Yeah, got to get that pedometer working. Yeah, so... Let me ask you this, Ariel. Mm-hmm. Uh and and I can't take full credit for the creativity. Ariel. 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 Yeah. A- Think Errol Morris, but then add an E. Ariel. 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 This Let is what my mom used to tell my therapist when I was in high school, because she was a Spanish lady. Yeah. Um, she was like... Your mom the, or the therapist? <laughs> well, my parents are both fluent in Spanish for various reasons, but... Yeah. But no, there were... You were 
I, don't, I was going to make a horrible joke and I won't. No, do it, please. Well, it's not even a horrible joke. It's just too, st- I was just going to say we're purebreds. I mean, that's not, whatever. Yeah. It's a stupid thing. That that's we're, funny. Not, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I don't. We're, uh, I'm sure that someone raped a Native American at some point, so we're not. That's, a, that's a little off color. And I'm fucking with you. Yeah. That was oh, I thought you were trying. Yeah, to, yeah, we're, yeah, we're sure. We added a little bit of red to my <laughs> color or whatever. I um, yes ended you without even realizing I did. Yeah, you that's how simple improv. It was no pun intended. No yeah. horrible racist pun intended. Um, but I took it that way. So the therapist was a Spanish lady of some sort, and um, and she was saying Ariel of some sort. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. I assume she would see this is a, this is never mind. She has a PhD, so yeah. oh, that's horrible. Anyway, so she was saying <laughs> she was saying um Ariel, I think. And my mom was like, "It's Ariel. Ariel. The accents yeah. on the eh. But the way that my mom talks to Spanish speaking people, no matter where they're from, but just is she always will like default to just going speaking Spanish sure. or if she's speaking English, it's in that weird her her accent and cadence change a little bit. Oh, like newscasters, like Barcelona. Yeah, she, she doesn't. Those? She doesn't do the horrible lispy thing that yeah. I am racist against all Spanish people when they make that sound. I can't handle it. Like Ariel, would you like to go out for dinner? We're thinking enchiladas. No, enchiladas is fine. It's, yeah, it's Barcelona. I can't the th thing. Yeah, makes me want to hate crime somebody. Yeah, it really, <laughs> it's like nails on a chalkboard in my head every yeah. time I hear that. So I can't really hang out with Spanish people unless they keep their conversations to very particular subjects that don't include that sound. But yeah, um, soccer and bullfighting. Yeah, because football is fine. Sure. I don't know how to say bullfighting, but Toro. I, Toro, yeah, Toro. something like that. As long as there's Matador. no none of the th sounds. Yeah. Also can't hang out with that kind of gay guy. Yeah. Um, or anyone with a speech impediment, honestly. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad I made the cut. I could, yeah, I'm you're none okay. Of those I mean, your voice a little, you know... Jewy, but I like I like the Jews. No, it's um, part of me, you know. I, I own go, it. You know what? I go into like Jew voice quite often at home. Yeah. Um, In what context? Just it, certain kinds of jokes that I make, or certain kinds of like, if I'm doing like, I don't know, I go into like little personas and stuff, especially, yeah. especially just with my fiance, and so she hates it when I go into my like my Jew New York, voice. my New York Boston voice. Yeah, she calls it my she calls it my you know Yankee voice or whatever. Usually, it happens when someone's complaining. Yeah, I'm complaining. I get like, yeah, you know, uh, I, yeah. I, I go into that little. Yeah, character. you know, uh, what's I, up with I, this milk? I, I can't, it's you know, spoiled. and I do that, and she she hates it. So she's racist against the Jews, but I'm not. That's cool. I, yeah. I mean, I don't blame her. There's a lot of oh, reasons yeah. to hate us. I mean, it's just more like a love-hate relationship. I feel like I was basically raised Jewish. Yeah. Um, Mormons and Jews have a lot in common, first of all. Are you a Mormon? Well, I was raised Mormon. Okay. My parents are Mormons. This is the first so. I'm learning of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, so how and many... Um, siblings? Pop punk albums did you own <laughs> when you were... None. I don't oh, like okay. punk music. How many wallet chains? Also none. These I was only... not that kind of lesbian. Is that a... Oh, from that. I was going Mormon, but I mean, are sorry, those lesbian things I, too? Yeah, well, chain. I don't know. I could see like a dikey person with a chain wallet or something. Yeah. I thought you meant like a rebellious, like rebellious lesbian Mormon who was like, eh, I'm punk and stuff. Well, my like, only exposure to Mormonism, aside from the, the, the musical okay, that came out, which I didn't see, is is two cast members on a season of The Real World on MTV were Mormon. 
Oh yeah, and I I'm, was gonna try to be like the first lesbian Mormon on reality shows, and that bitch likes you know, co- you know. Yeah, but now yeah. you have a one woman show in the works. If you that's know the direction I, you want to take. We'll on see. It. I think like the gay gay thing is played out. The Mormon thing. So I yeah. got other. I got other stuff to talk about. Is the gay Hopefully. thing played out? Well, like I feel like transgenders and all that have taken over. Yeah. The the queer front landscape you know, and then and then it'll be you know polygamy is our next well i say yeah. our as a as a joke i uh, don't care about any of those causes but um polygamy's next that's the next trend it'll in be, social i think polygamy awareness. and then well you would just like all the polyamory stuff like yeah. all the, like full acceptance of any combo is next it's so funny because they did say we did promise that we weren't going to do a slippery slope thing, and we're definitely doing all of the things that everyone said. So the animal yeah. stuff probably is going to happen. It may, might not happen oh, for a few decades. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not my fault. I don't, you know. No, I mean, I'm I, not voting for the the I, dog fucking stuff, but I it think will it's be wrong on that the people agenda. blame you. I don't. I, tell, I yeah. keep telling them to shut up about that. I'm like, Ariel's a good person, and wouldn't fucking dog. The, I well, <laughs> not for a lot. Not unless there was a lot of money on the table. Really? How much would it take? Well, like, I am I just you're, you're fingering it? The thing yeah. is, it's just like as a lesbian, like, well, who care? I mean, I guess Why I would could you finger a dog. I mean, people finger or people like masturbate animals for the sperm milk. Yeah. What, I don't know how that's far. Science, that's scientific. Though. Yeah, that's yeah. Like well, this is if there's no pleasure. Was, I'm not getting pleasure out of it. Someone's paying me for it. Like, it's creepier if you're putting your penis in the animal and you're getting pleasure out of it yourself. I feel like that's more like gross and pathetic. But if you're if I was just like. You want me to finger fuck this dog and you're going to pay me, I don't know, a thousand bucks? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean... I mean, for me, it would depend on the dog. A bulldog, get the fuck out of here with that. I'm not sticking my finger in a bulldog. I don't even... Like, I can't even imagine what their genitals are like. Like, to me, in my head, when we spay and neuter animals, we either chop everything off or sew everything up. I don't think that's true, but I've never... I haven't, like, been that close with any dog's in my life and cats like i'm just not i don't ever look yeah at the genitals i'm allergic so i couldn't finger a cat oh well you yeah put on the like the finger cots and talk stuff. about jewy i mean even for a thousand dollars an allergy attack isn't worth it well you have a good job now i don't yeah you know, i'm doing all right so like a thousand dollars might not be but for yeah thirty thousand um, dollars would you finger a cat <laughs> i don't think i would no well am i wearing a glove yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we get to wear gloves. Is in there this some sort of Vaseline situation, or am I going raw? You say Vaseline? Yeah, oh, that's nice that you're concerned about the cats. Well, yeah. I mean, I also dude, I'm just not a monster. For, in I'm my just mind, to a for cat some here. reason, in my mind, for some reason, cats just have like super like gooey vaginas already. Interesting. I yeah. I don't have any <laughs> evidence. A very gooey veg. I just, again, I don't, I, in my mind, they don't have private parts. That's yeah. part of how we excuse the slavery that we You know why perpetuate. we think that probably? Because I've taken on the same sort of mm-hmm. approach to this. Yeah. I think because we grew up watching cartoons where yeah. animals didn't wear pants. True. So the idea of animal genitals just never really occurred to us. Yeah, I don't like it when people have male dogs. I don't yeah. like that there are penises. Yeah. Male dog penises or people just, with... I just yeah. don't like seeing penises flopping around i mean that or, would explain the lesbian thing sure yeah but or, or maybe it goes the other direction but i just don't you know it's just shameless know, that they just walk around with these half erect gross it's so gross yeah i mean speaking as a straight guy who's seen a few penises in his day it doesn't really you just know they exist they mm-hmm. don't have an impact on on your life one way or the other not on mine anyway 
You just sort of, you you just roll with the punches, you know? You just, look at that, there's a dick. I just think that people should only have female dogs, but we should call them all boy pronouns. Oh, okay. I don't like it that, you know, that we have to call dogs she. Yeah. Or her. I couldn't, I can't get this shit straight. It it is okay. it. It depends on if I like it or not, but um, yeah, like with, you know, in my last relationship, we had a dog together for a couple years, and... uh, it was supposedly a girl, but its name was Widget. Yeah, that's is, very androgynous. And it's a very cute. I just it just feels like dogs are boys. And yeah. I and I'll tell you I also feel like cats are boys. Too. Yeah. Yeah. For a minute I thought I felt like cat no, they're just all boy. You What's know a what? girl in the animal kingdom then? You know what it is? Is that I like a just, gazelle. I just if we're something gonna like, graceful. Yeah, maybe. I think it's just that I, if you put clothes on them and stuff, like I I just like dressing up boys. Sure. I don't like girl clothes or accessories and so i think just because i like more masculine attire and stuff i just i prefer to think of them all as boys sure i guess i'm kind of misogynistic but it's only because i was gonna say i think you're a little misogynistic yeah but it's only because like as i think growing up i was more masculine and i you know had a more masculine temperament or whatever and people try to force so much femininity onto me they still do sometimes yeah so yeah i think maybe it's it's your fault everyone bit of a tom were you a tomboy Oh, yeah. Play sports? I tried to, but my mother did um, stop me. Why? Because you weren't good or because she just didn't want you to I get I never hurt? got a chance to be good. No, I think she thought that it would make me gay. Oh, she still wanted you to be a girl? Like a, yeah. fe- like a feminine? I think, I think some of it was unconscious for her. Some of it, honestly, like the first thing I tried to do was play soccer. And that was weird because we went to this whole like YMCA parade. I remember yeah. that we I was going to say you seem like a soccer player, just for and the I record. And I have great legs for it. I should have yeah. been a soccer player. I love running. Mm-hmm. I whatever but we went to this parade and then just like i don't know if i don't know in my childhood memory like time if i'm getting this right but it was either like days or or weeks or months later i was like wait mom what were we were you supposed to start taking me to soccer every week yeah because i think it was a summer thing or whatever and she's like yeah i decided against that or something and i was like oh yeah what and then i tried to do karate i had a huge crush on japan when i was a kid yeah it's a great country it used to be. I mean, they've really like it's got they dropped weird. The ball, huh? They've started killing themselves a lot from the overwork. That seems yeah. bad. Some of the wacky stuff they they do is really fun. Some of it's creepy. I well, know. you know, look, baby, this is Japan. You're either on the boat yeah. or not. I like what they're doing, though. You know what I mean? I think it's interesting yeah. for humanity that they're doing all that stuff. I like how tidy they are. Everything is so tidy. Oh, I just read that Konmari book, The Life-Changing Calamari? Magic of... No, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up or whatever it's called. Oh, oh right. yeah. Okay. You heard about that, right? I think, sure. I think that a lot of people are reading it right now because it just got put on the... Um, the library system just got it as a, one of their overdrive Like books. when you get rid of shit you don't use, you live a better life. Yeah, but also it's like deeper than that. You got to read the book. Yeah. It's really good. I'll give it a shot. Everybody who comes on this podcast seems to recommend a book to me, so I'm right. amassing quite a list. But you feel like you don't read enough. It doesn't seem like you That's so boring. Yeah, it can be. It I'm can reading be. the Norm MacDonald book right now, and like you can't but help read that not in his voice. Oh, sure. So you just have that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. In, your, in your mind yeah. the, the entire time. No mentions of Japan so far in that book, though. Oh, Japan. Wait, what were you saying? Oh, you so were saying you were, you were taking I tried karate. To play, I tried to do karate, but yeah. we were carpooling. Uh, well, I mean, I was carpooling. By the way, it's with pronounced karate. Karate. Yeah. Um, Nihongo ga wakaremasu ka? Okay. Okay. Uh, I didn't think so, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know like 15 words in Japanese because of my crush on Japan. Yeah. My, my 
parents, well, my mom got me. Yeah, you learned the language. That's it quite was, a crush. That's no, borderline stalking. Oh, I was. It was very stalkery. It yeah. was very. I used to be that way about a lot of things. Um, that might buy. That might be why you lapse into the Jew voice because the Jews and the Japs. Yeah, no, it's big just connection. Like, you know how also if you just like listen to like a British TV show or movie for half an hour, the rest of your day you're kind of talking in a British voice in your head or whatever. Yeah, it's just I do that when I, I watch Italian yeah. mobster movies. Yeah, you, I take on anything. Yeah, um, like oh, this fucking piece of shit. Give me my yeah. mozzarella. Oh, what, one day I'm gonna do a lot of <laughs> accents in my in my comedy. I do like doing accents. It's just impersonations and stuff. It's just yeah. I don't know. It's it's vulnerable. You guys are so judgmental. We are. You know? We? What's that? Straight people? Oh, just comics. Oh, I comics. Wow. Uh, don't call me that, please. Okay, fine. <laughs> the, you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Wait, comics so I, are judgmental, but, but that's 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 the the hurdle. That's the like no, the first hurdle. It's just one of those. I got. I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll get around to it. But you want to do an impersonation right now? No, I won't judge you. Thing. I don't like doing. I'll it do on one with demand. you. It has to just come up. It just has to come up out of my heart. You know. Uh, what if you said one that you do and then I start doing it first and then you get inspired to do it? I, you or are you two what? on the spot right now? You, I don't want to... Yeah, wanna... yeah. Just throughout, if you ever think... I, I enjoy any accent. I'm not saying I'm necessarily good at any of them yet because I yeah. should practice, but... I uh, could do a good Australian accent, but yeah. only if I say two words. Is it like shrimp on the barbie? Or? No, it's down under. Down under. Dean under. Dean under. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like That's one pretty of the Australian. Really, but if the... I try to say anything else in an Australian Dean, accent, it sounds very Dean clumsy. Under. Yeah. I'm from the land Dianunda. Dianunda. Yeah, because you got to really, yeah, I can't like say it's the like, rest of it. You got to like close your mouth a lot to get their horrible, yeah. horrible, trashy sounding yeah. uh, accent, right? Wow. Hot take. You know, I used to think I liked Australians. It used to be, you know how I were, like girls are like, ooh, Australian, that's so hot. And yeah. then I met a bunch of them. They're all and, assholes. Uh, yeah. Well, the guys like in particular, there's just, uh, they're just, uh, you know. That's who I was talking about. The surfer dudes who like, you know, spend half the year surfing and getting yeah. ripped and everything, shredding for the, for the, for the season. Uh, high and alcohol then, tolerance. And yeah. And then they just spend the rest of their time gallivanting around the rest of the world, just drinking a lot and being real assholes. Yeah. So, I mean, their, their PR campaign is not going well i'm not a fan of the gallivanters personally mm-hmm. you fucking uh, gallivant yourself just their hair looks dumb anyway so yeah. and i think also they know that women are into them and that sort of yeah, inflates their exactly sense the of same self-worth. thing happened the brits and the french can be very annoying that way too again i used to be i used to think i was a like a francophile and a yeah i do love the french uh yeah i i, I lived with a couple once and yeah. uh i don't want to live with them fuck them yeah. I just appreciate them from afar. They really would. Like every morning they would get a baguette from the coffee shop downstairs and they yeah. would have like, like several jam. No, God. Oh. Um, uh, and we lived above a place in, in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. We lived above above this, uh, like it, really the best bakery in Boston called yeah. Canto Six. So good. And um, so yeah. they would, but they would get like a baguette and then they would have like three jams and some butter and some orange juice and co- like they would yeah. have the like you know and then the you'd walk out with like an egg mcmuffin and be like welcome to america Hell motherfuckers no. this is how we do it here no i i'm sure i introduced them <laughs> to that throw baby. their jam away no you know but then they would be listening to like french news on the laptop just for oh, yeah. i would be trying to sleep anyway they were also both musicians sorry if they're listening we are friends on facebook um but they were both musicians at berkeley yeah and their names were both pierre yeah. So we call him Pierre uh, and Pierre de. So, um, <laughs> and uh, but uh, to be honest, I did, I did allow the second Pierre to live there just because I thought it was funny that we were going to have two Pierres yeah. <laughs> going to Berkeley. But anyway, um, you know, 
They have an attitude about Basically, them. Basically, any group of people, if I meet too many of you, I'm going to decide I don't like that kind of people anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think so. that's natural. So pretty much I've the list is down to just Native Americans. Uh, yeah. The only people I like anymore. I don't I've only met one Native American in my life. Yeah, I only know one and I like I happen to like her. Yeah, she's awesome. So yeah, exactly. We probably know the same one. Um No, she's back in New York. Mine's in Seattle. Yeah. So we I should guess not. we should get them we together. Get them, yeah. See what happens. So I mean they probably Maybe they're know the each same other. person. They probably know each other. They might. Uh Crystal Fay and one who what's yours? Oh, um I don't want to say her name on the air. Oh Jesus! Well, all right. <laughs> Thought we would give her some attention. People we'll just, like people like attention. We'll just bleep out the name that you said. You don't want names at all, even if it's. We don't like doing. La- I don't like doing last names. Yeah, but aren't we trying to be famous? Uh, well, we no. me no me and your other guests. Uh, yeah, I mean you are, but uh, the whole like when uh, when you mention someone else's last name. Well, they we can ask to that. Oh, yeah, we about, are Facebook Live right now. You're asking why I don't. Uh, no one knows how to spell. It's weird spelling. So. It's all good. I doubt anybody's even watching. But uh, well, there's like something in the corner there. Yeah, how many? 13, I don't. I can't 11? read that far. Yeah, but people are commenting and stuff. People are probably like, "Fuck Crystal." Well, sorry, I won't say anymore because I know you. No, it's cool. The weird thing about this is people. We we were doing. We're, we're experimenting this week with a behind the scenes Facebook Live sort mm. of broadcast. But I, ideally, this episode is being recorded and it will be posted on our usual right. Wednesday and time then slot. You can, and then you can bleep out the name. We can bleep out the name. We can ask her at first, though. She we might be happy too. to be. I, all I did was compliment her. Quite yeah. frankly. That's you did nothing wrong. Thank you. It was just sort of like a I should let you know sort of gesture on my end. In case I want to say some last names in the future. Well, in case you want to trash someone or oh, if I trash someone for sure, I'll just say their first name. But yeah, I, that's a pretty good, you know. <laughs> yeah, just a there's uh, rules. You know? I mean, I'll Boundaries. throw I'll throw shade on famous people, um, but that's that's pretty much or, or yeah. entire races, obviously. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, come on, that's the only way we're really going to come together. Yeah, if we can all be like fuck the French together, I think that's a good. Well, and if the French are cool with it, you know well, what I mean. I mean, they they deserve it for whatever. Well, like the way we were talking about Jews before, it's right. like I'm fully aware that people hate Jews, but yeah. I'm not going to let that bother me. I I, right. I, 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 this is just to get serious for a second. I genuinely feel that the only way we can come together as Trump voters and non-Trump voters mm-hmm. is to just acknowledge the bullshit on each yeah, end and then yeah. just fucking laugh about it. Yeah, we all hate each other. Let's just yeah. uh, move move forward. From just have there. a good time. It should be. Uh, it sucks it that sh- policy is going to be put forth, but you know. Yeah, we we should really be uh, poor against rich. Um, that should be what you know the lines are. But yeah, you know, I mean, I've I've seen both sides of the really? coin now with that. You're not rich though. I mean, I think you're. I don't. Yeah. I think you're. You might be top six percent now or something. But no, I don't know. I don't no, know the no. cutoff for the the cutoff for. Well, it's a steep. I'm only. Just, ma- I'm only making low six figures. Well, yeah, but I'm That's saying a it's a complete it, lie. By no, the way. okay, but yeah, I assumed you were making more like sixty thousand, but I don't know. I just make these things up. But yeah, but um, but this it's a steep like each of those percentages. Like I know top three percent. You can be in top three percent if you're making like I don't know. It's like it is low six figures. Probably yeah. Um. So then adding in even just one or two percentage points gets you because it's you know. I feel like if you have more than one kid and you don't worry about money on a regular basis, yeah. you're in that top five or six percent. For sure. Yeah. But I don't have kids, and uh, no. I still worry about money. I mean, I'm doing better than I was when yeah. I was pursuing stand-up. Right. It's a good way of putting that. What were we going to... Oh, we were talking about something. Okay, what, well, let's circle back, because I did want to yeah. just say... Yeah, you host the show. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's just that we. I, ha- I get on tangents, and then I want us to get to close that tangent. Yeah. Because it's like a very OCD thing. Like, i got to close that box. 
We were talking. Mm-hmm. I have OCD too. We were talking about we we, we went into Native Americans from French people. Oh, just because Native Americans. Are like, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, karate. Karate. Um, karate. I. Yeah. Was re- like I say carpooling, but it was the the other mom drove her twin daughters and me every time. My mother never took a turn, and then when they decided to quit, I just couldn't go anymore because yeah. my mother wasn't willing to drive there. And then kung fu was similar. Um, she took me for a while, me and my brother, and then she just decided she didn't want to anymore. What um, sort of motivated you to want to become a performer then? Where did that happen? Did you go to college and were you in theater or? I did do theater when I was in um, like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Okay, kind of. so when you were like very young. Because my older, my oldest brother and then, and, and then two of my brothers and my older sister all did theater, choir, and then ultimately like handbells and speech and stuff. Cammie, my older sister, Cammie did all that. Yeah. Um, and then one of my older brothers who was like the way more Asperger's-y one sure. and kind of like the outcast of our family. It was actually pretty horrible what what we all did to him. But, um, <laughs> well, he, you know, like it's, we, you got brothers and anyway. Yeah. So um, he was like the science math person. Sure. And I actually am genetically much more like him, but I didn't want to be. So I wanted to do uh, all the theater choir. That's just like yeah. what you did in my family. Sure. Um, and then, but what, what I really wanted to do was play drums, which I ultimately did wind up doing. Yeah, I played um, the drums too. Really? We're very similar, you and I. Yeah, kind of yeah. In, in like a Jewy, in a Jewy drummer way. Well, there you, you go again I mean? with the Jew thing. I really feel like a Jew. I'm gonna. T- my mom was. My mom was very Come on cheap. Board. Yeah. Um, we'll extremely take cheap. Very embarrassing to go to dinner with. Yeah. In that You're way. You're listing all the negative aspects. Well. You're neglecting my, the fact that we're the smartest. But I was gonna say world. also valued education hugely. That was yeah. like their only. You know, their thing that they very cared attractive. about. Very attractive. Um, slightly large noses, but otherwise pretty attractive. I mean, I definitely have that. Yeah. Nailed down. Yeah, I think it's a pretty similar. Actually, my my mother's mother's maiden name was Israel. Okay. So statistically, a lot of the last names um, that sound Jewy aren't. Turns out, it just it doesn't necessarily mean anything because of all the yeah. marriages. But well, I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me. But you I might looked be this right. up once because I was yeah. trying to see if I could get the. Um, the birthright trip back in the day. Right. And uh, I just didn't really get around to pursuing this because it, it was just like a lot of work, I guess. But uh, there well, were... let me uh, let me just cut you off sure. there because I want to get into how you started doing stand up. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, it's a very sort of, you know, when people decide to do stand up, I feel like there's a number of reasons why. And mm. only the people that truly love being on a stage mm. and don't know how to be who they want to be off stage are the ones that end up succeeding in it definitely don't know how to be off stage yeah you know there are some people who i think personally my take on it is that it's an addiction yeah i think once you make a crowd a group of people laugh no matter what the context and it fills you with this sort of adrenaline yeah and this joy yeah you chase that feeling forever and that's pretty much the definition so i'm curious like some people i know people get into it because they want to get laid People get into it because they want to be famous. People, I mean, people get yeah. into it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, so I'm always curious how today's sort of comedians decided. Sure. Um, yeah, the adrenaline thing. I the, the first time I think that I ever got laughs on stage was when I was like 11, I think. And um, it, I told this story recently, actually, at some improv show. But yeah. basically... The my church decided to do a nativity 
um, with all the kids who were like f- five or six to, to like uh, 11 years old. And um, my family had always done an nativity together, the seven of us every Christmas. And when I was really little, I was an angel. Mm-hmm. But then by the time I was five or six, I was like, I don't want to, I don't identify as an angel. Right. <laughs> so uh, I, my parents let me be a shepherd, which I loved, because uh, then I also got to have my cute little stuffed sheep, but I yeah. liked the shepherd robes and everything. So when at church, and they were like, they picked a Joseph and a Mary, um, and otherwise they were like, okay, the girls are angels, the guys, you're, you're this age group are shepherds, this age group are wise men, or whatever. It was just like that. And I was like, um, can I be a shepherd? I always get to be a shepherd at home. And yeah. they were like, no, because you're a girl. Yeah. And now technically, angels Now, just to be clear, I asked be. why you decided to be a stand-up, I'm not a lesbian. getting there. Okay. This is, that's, okay, that's more gender than sexuality. Yeah. So you're I just wanted to sneak in a joke. Obviously not very woke. Uh, no. Nah. Um, yeah. Least woke Who person. Who is? So, so... But but they said I couldn't be uh, a shepherd. But my mother, God bless her, feminist that she is, um, went and talked to them. And she came back to me and she was like, so I talked to sister so-and-so and you can't be a shepherd, but if you want to, you can be the donkey. <laughs> and so Jesus. Uh, I was like, hell yes, I would like <laughs> to be the donkey. And uh they were just going to have like a wooden donkey or something that they rolled out. And so when I, when I, and I, they wanted me to walk too. And I was like, no, I'm a donkey. Yeah. So when I crawled out on stage in my little donkey, my Jerry Riggs donkey outfit, <laughs> right. um, the audience just wasn't expecting it. And they just all were like, were laughing and like that kind of delight of like, yeah. oh, goodness. And that's uh, it. You were hooked. I was, I, re- I remember going in the looking out and then I kind of hammed it up with my, yeah. with my donkey trotting. Everybody and loved it. And they loved it. And I, I very much remember that feeling. And I think it's funny cause it's like, yeah, it's my origin story, uh, as, uh, as a gender queer, yeah. uh, comedian. So I'm a, I'm a gender queer jackass really. <laughs> um, that's what my, and that's the is title about. of your one woman show. This is all coming together See, very could, well. Yeah, I might. I See, might I'll produce that. that for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, your people are good producers, That's right? The, yeah. Um, yes, we are. Good. <laughs> this is well. I won't get into that. So, so. That well, so was, let's. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Ahead. That was at 11 years old, and I did. Um, my oldest brother, Carl, was into comedy. He was into like Cosby and st- I don't know what all he listened to, but there was yeah. a lot of Cosby. He was into stand up and stuff like that. He was to some extent. I mean, I don't. We didn't have that much available to us, especially as Mormons. And I mean, we didn't have the internet, of course. And so, yeah, you know. But he had like these Cosby tapes, and he had these. What do you books. mean? Of course, Mormons don't have the internet. Well, I mean, the internet like didn't come into our home until what I don't know, ninety seven or okay. something, whatever. Oh, well, that's around. Yeah. Even I mean, I remember it being. At the, I think in the li- it was at the libraries at like ninety in like ninety six or so. I just knew because it's like I remember looking up Xena a lot at the library, so it must have been around ninety six. Yeah. Um, but sometime around that. But I just mean so the, for the first ten, eleven, twelve years of my life, and certainly when my oldest brother, he's well, wait to. He's probably eight years older. So, you know, what yeah. I mean? his his teenagers and stuff when he was. So he was the cool older sibling that exposed you to things. Uh, yeah. Uh, to the extent that he could. Poor thing. You know, yeah. I mean, we were pretty limited. We couldn't watch R rated movies or anything like that. But yeah. um, or like we weren't even really allowed to watch TV and movies. It was all when my parents were out of the house. Yeah. We snuck would. It. You snuck it in. We were. Rec- yeah. He would record, you know, episodes, whether it was Garfield or 
uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we would when they were when they would take their you know walks. Their walks would be about fourteen minutes. Yeah. So we would wait a minute, turn it on. We had a buzzer for like eleven and a half minutes, and then turn it yeah. off. And then you think they knew? They definitely knew you were doing that. They knew to some extent, and to some extent they didn't know. I mean, it was you know, yeah, it was an elaborate system. Um, but uh, but anyway, so he had some of that kind of stuff, and I do remember one time he was going to do a talent show at church and he was going to do this Cosby bit and he toyed with the idea of having me go on stage with him mm-hmm. and doing this this bit. I was going to just even have a few lines. I was yeah. so nervous about it, but I yeah. wanted to do it so badly. But you lit up. You wanted to. I wanted to do it really badly and yeah. I, but I was so nervous about it and then he ultimately decided to go another way. So it oh. didn't get to do Did it. It probably could have changed my life. You got bumped? He just did a solo thing ultimately. No, you know how I'm I'm hearing this is that you got motivated to do your own thing. Maybe. You know, just not until later. Uh, how long have you been doing stand up? Um I I'm I'm approaching my 3 year anniversary. You start here in Austin or in, in Boston. In in Boston you Well, started? technically I started in Orlando. Okay. Um that hub of fresh there's, comedy there Orlando, Florida. Be, there used to be two open mics and yeah. now there are several Todd Berry's from Florida. All bad. Just kidding. No, I had, so it was, um, there was an open mic on Sundays at this place called Austin, Austin Coffee or whatever. And, um. Here in Austin? No, it was called Austin's Coffee or Austin's Cafe. Oh, and that was in Orlando. Orlando. Okay. And it was an open mic that, um, you know, it would be like 50 people in this cafe. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was great in that way. And you had to sign up beforehand, like on email or phone call or something. And so it was something where, I had to force myself to do it, which was great. But um, but I did that when I was 23. I lived in Orlando for seven months. And then I had already decided to move to New York. Like when basically when our when my sister and I were living That's together. Right. And I our, forgot you lived in New York for a little bit. Our lease was up in like April 1st or something. And so. And you worked at a Trader Joe's too. Like I worked, me. Yes. I worked All at Trader right. Joe's in New York in, okay. in Brooklyn and then in, and then in Boston. Yeah. Downtown Boston. Um so, anyway, I. Um, so did you, did you do any comp? Did you do any stand up in New York? Well, what happened was like the last month that I lived in in Orlando, I did that open mic twice. Yeah, and uh, it was great. Of course, there's 50, sure. 50 people there, and I was yeah. very prepared. Mm-hmm. And um, then and you go to New York, and there's like six people at an yeah. open mic. Well, and I did They're one all comics. Yeah, exactly. So I cost went, you ten bucks to do. It, exactly. It was like I I went to one. I think I, I first just watched the one at the creek in the crate creek in the cave which was yeah. still going on i mean it's you know still going on now it yeah. was um and uh and that was cool but mm-hmm. then or maybe it was even a show that i saw i don't remember but then i went the open mic the and i got so obsessed with food in new york sure I, um, there's a lot of it and i'd already been like saving menus i just sounded jewy right there by the way there's a lot of it well, there's a lot of it um yeah and i i just had this i had this like problem with food for a long time yeah with, with i collected menus mm-hmm. since i was 17 yeah, years maybe old and i it was it was bad and i had a i had a food blog foodieasshole.com all right well maybe you're not awful. jewish yeah um <laughs> but it was a mental disorder and it just took a lot of my time and money oh. and um and so were you you were overeating were you trying to fill a void you you spend a lot of time like getting to these restaurants and like reading these like uh uh, newsletters or whatever like eater.com doing research yeah Yeah. and 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 like the time out new york like all the magazines have all these and everyone like the food stuff they just were and and 
I was always trying to run away from the scary thing of, of actually performing. And so the idea of like being a writer, mm-hmm. um, I was going to write like David Sedaris type memoir stuff. Uh, and I was going to like, and the food blog. And the, I like, I always liked the idea of having all these different little projects, but um, that I could, if I could be famous, but I could be a writer and then I could do book readings or yeah. something. Like well, I had you were trying these, to figure out how to do it any yeah. other way except doing stand up. Exactly. I ran away from stand up for a long time because it was so terrifying to me it's daunting yeah and so I did but I did finally I think I had lived in New York for even a few months before I finally went to the first uh, the the only one open mic that I did when I lived there and then I quit for four and a half years and then went to Boston and then came to Austin yeah Okay. Uh, well, yeah. it's working out for you in Austin, don't you think? Oh, it's great. And it was great in Boston, too. I just had to start doing it, and that yeah. that's all there was to it. And I shouldn't have... Qu- I mean, in New York, if I, had, if I had gone to one or two other open mics, I'm sure I would have had at least a somewhat better experience. Uh, look, uh, it doesn't sound like you're beating yourself up necessarily, but New York is fucking hard. Hmm. It's not like you could just arrive in New York and be like, well, this is it. Now it's going to happen. Yeah, and it's definitely... I was there for uh, more than a decade, and yeah. I barely got... I, I barely think, grazed the surface of success. But I also think it's more supportive now than it was in like 2010 you know um just because i've gone back when i lived in boston i would you know i went to new york a few times and just seeing some of the open mic first of all there are even more open mics now than there used to be but also i I went to a few of them and it was like it wasn't nearly as bad as that one that like turned me away from comedy for four and a half years but i don't know if that was just a particularly bad one honestly but it could have been it could have had yeah. a some sort of not traumatizing but a lasting impression on you. I just felt like I mean I had very nice. Also, just didn't it just doesn't sound like you were ready. I mean, the thing about making a move yeah. to New York or I can't speak for LA, but that's the other major yeah. city I've never even visited before. But you got to be ready for those things. Yeah, you know, I tell people all the time, uh, and this is a great segue into our next little oh, segment sure. here. People all the time ask about New York because obviously I spent so much time there. It's not something you just do because you think New York is going to make you. You have yeah. to be slightly, you have to make yourself a little bit right. first. You don't have to necessarily go there with industry heat behind you. Yeah. But you got to go there with, with, with an arsenal of talent. Yeah. You can't just land and expect yeah. things to fall around you. Right. I mean, I went there at 23 and partly it was like, cause I had, I had all of a sudden had this idea, like after I'd already decided to move there to be a writer, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, I had like all of a sudden been like, decided I was going to go for stand-up comedy. And that's when I went to the open mics in Orlando and everything because I really had always wanted to do stand-up. And I knew that in some part of me, but I had run away even, mm-hmm. you know, even since I was, you know, 16, 17, and I started really listening to a lot of stand-up. Yeah. Um, you say this phrase, run away. I don't like it. Well, I ran away for a while, and then I came back. Okay. I don't know. Is that is that depressing? Well, it, when you say something like run away, you make it seem like you were scared or afraid, but really, I was. You, you just weren't prepared. Well, sure. But so when I, I went to, when I went to New York, I had never been there, and I didn't know anyone, and I didn't have a job, and I like only kind of had a place to live. And so it was very... And I had only ever lived in... I grew up in Houston, and then I went to college in Dallas, and then I lived there for one more year, and then I lived in Orlando for seven months. And Orlando is like kind of a semi-real city. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sure. Um, and so it was very it, great for my development as a human being, as a as a little Asperger's youth, to go to New York. I learned so much, yeah. you know, and gained a lot of wherewithal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I try not to actually have regrets because there's no point in it. No, but, of course not. 
but um yeah so but i did uh i did run away and i mean if i'm going to regret anything more it's that i, I should have started doing stand-up much earlier when i lived in boston i lived there for four years and it wasn't until everyone the that's year. a blanket st- everyone says that if i had only started right. doing stand-up earlier but i but not only okay so the whole time the, the first three years that i lived in boston the entire time i lived above this guy who is an integral part of the scene and was always encouraging me to do it who was that his name's Rob Crean and okay. and he like taught classes and he ran mm-hmm. this open mic that's a very and he has shows and stuff and yep. I, sh- I just should have I like I had he, kind of did a, he run uh, not what he is runs it? Middle East the gas still, the gas yeah great Scott the, yeah I did that gas. show when I was out there right yeah. so um, and it wasn't until I moved away from that place in with my then future ex-wife who, when I finally started doing it um, yeah so anyway well, you're doing you're you're here and you're doing it, and um, like I said, this is a great segue into the next segment mm. because you have a podcast of your own, yeah. Where you and your co-host uh, Jared, who's been on this show, very funny. Can we not say Jared McCorkle because I feel like he we cannot not- say Jared McCorkle. You know why? Because he'll enjoy that too much. Oh, um, I was gonna say he would he would like the attention. Yeah, he I loves attention, it. and uh, why you're we right. can't give you him that what? satisfaction. He's been a little, you know, yeah. He needs to be taken down a peg, doesn't he? Well, he just has to remain at the peg he's at. Oh, fine. Um, so. <laughs> fine. You started this podcast with him, and it's essentially what? Uh, so it's called Leading the Blind, and it's um, it's a comedy. I, I just I don't know how many comedy career advice podcasts there are out there, but I haven't really found found any that yeah. are, are like because there's some that are about writing, and we we touch on writing some, but sure. it's it's more focused on uh, talking about comedy career stuff. From you know, we're interviewing people who are a few steps ahead of where Jared and sure. I are. Yeah. Um, so with this podcast, it sounds like you, you don't ignore the, the craft or the art aspect of it, but you, you discuss the intangible things. Yeah. How to carry yourself. And when, when do you make a move and when do you yeah. do this? And, and also the tangible things like, how did you get on this festival or oh, okay. how did you like or you know what do you think your career might look like well the, the point is is you don't talk about how to do material yeah not not so much i mean sometimes jared likes to get into more of those kind of questions um yeah. he'll he he's more interested in asking people about their their writing styles i just uh, over the course of my time, I just feel like everybody just figures their writing style shit on their own. And it, I mean, I remember I used to have a lot of questions like that. Yeah. But, and I would have loved if someone could have, and so maybe it, that's an important part too, really. Cause when you are starting out, you do have so many questions about like, is sure. there a different way I should be doing this? But ultimately you're going to carve that out for yourself and it's going to be somewhat unique to you. Yeah. And, 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 and comedy is cooking. It's based yeah. all on trial and error. Right. You have to, you learn, you have to learn as you go. You mm-hmm. have to, you have to board the plane and you have to be in the middle yeah. of, you have to be in mid air. It's brutal. And fix a burning engine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like that. Yeah, or like, uh, it's kind of like if you watch Grey's Anatomy or ER or something, and they take the little interns out, and they're like, first one you watch, next one you do. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, good Lord, you got to perform this like surgery, and you've seen someone do it, and you're just, but that's kind of like how comedy is with lower stakes for other people's lives, although huge stakes for your own self-esteem, but. um, Yeah, I never watched Grey's Anatomy, by the way, but I understood the analogy. You know, it's just a doctor thing. Yeah, I don't think you need to brag that you've never seen Grey's Anatomy. Well, I think I do. I know it's, um, a, it's a girly show or 
whatever. Well, I'm Jewish and I don't uh, care to stoop to that level of yeah, programming. They, I don't think they had any Jews on the show. Either, Which is so. strange. It's a show about doctors. Yeah, and that is strange. We're not very entertaining as doctors. Well, they needed attractive people. Oh, sorry. Just, yeah. Just well, kidding. that's okay. It's, you can take a swipe. There's so many Jews that are that are attractive. You just wouldn't know they were Jews. Yeah. So. Leonardo DiCaprio. Is he a Jew? No. Very attractive, though. I was going to say, I've never liked him. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I just think he's... Well, who's, uh, who, who do you find, male or female? Who's your celebrity uh, crush I, thing? Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson's pretty. Yeah, she's kind of hot. Um, Jewish, by the way. That I, is so true. She probably is Jewish. Yeah, I that's was, actually true. I was, trying to think of, I was trying to think of one who might be Jewish. Her and like, Mila Kunis. She seems well-connected. Um, so, uh, Mila Kunis, Jewish? She's Jewish. She's also yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah. It's very hot, yeah. So yeah, all that, all those that type. Natalie Portman when she, the hair's right. Huge um, Jew. Rachel McAdams was is pretty. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really. I don't like care that much about. What's your, you like tattoos? People. What's your thing? No, just I don't you like know. It's just personality. I, I, you want I someone like, who's cool. I like Ellen Page, and I so I'm marrying someone who looks just like her. Yeah. Um, Does your the, of is course your... my my crush on Katie came before Ellen Page. So I might like Ellen Page because. Does your fiance like look like Ellen Page? Yeah, especially like in the Juno phase. Like when when Juno came out, they pretty much looked exactly the same. People would yeah. call her Juno a lot. Oh, that probably got annoying. I don't know. They're so cute. I mean, why not take yeah, it? Yeah, I don't. Okay. Remember how like badass that candy movie was? Did yeah. you ever see that? I did. So, yeah, that movie was great. That was cool. It fucking freaked me out. Freaked my shit out for a little while. I don't even remember it well. I just, you know, I know she was like kind of entrapping a pedophile or something. Yeah, yeah, but you don't know that. That's, yeah, that's revealed like, oh, in the end. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, whole, spoiler uh, alert. I uh, hate spoilers. Fuck but it. Who's waiting in line to watch that movie? But uh, you're right. Spoiler. Wait six months when you've forgotten this conversation, and then watch Candy. It's really good. L- the whole movie. Hard is Candy. Sorry. Hard Candy, candy is the uh, heroin one. Also a great book. Yeah. Slash movie. Hard Candy. So it's it's entirely from the angle of the guy trapping the girl, and you're fearing for the girl, and then. Like in Act Three, oh, yeah. the tables are turned, and you begin to realize, oh, she's trapping she's him. She's trapped him this whole time. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty badass. It's like it's. I don't know if "hot" is the right word for it, but it is kind of hot uh, in my memory. I don't. It's been so long. Yeah, I mean, just as a guy, it who, just feels hot to think of like Ellen Page just taking over, taking this guy. Yeah, did, you, did you ever see that one with Rachel McAdams on the airplane with that dude? Which no. It's a similar, uh, red eye? yes, red Killian eye. Murphy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That guy she, creeps me out. Yeah, and then she just like jabs him in the neck at one point with yeah, a pen. It's, that's right. It's hot. It's taken over. You like femme fatales? You know, that's my brand of feminism. Really, yeah. just kind of murdering men. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sufficient. I'm now afraid. No, I don't have it within me. As raised Mormon, I can't kill anyone. It's yeah, like my worst fear. So the question that I was going to lead the podcast off with, maybe mm. this is how we could finish it up. We have a few this minutes left. This is usually how it happens with me in podcasts. It's you, great. I love it. No, the only, 45 minutes later. You know, the only thing as a podcast host, which I'm still very new to, that I could ask for is a guest who's going to talk. And you've That's more than fulfilled me. that. Yeah. So here's the question, and let's see if we could sum it up in just a few okay. minutes. Uh, and I can't take full credit for the creativity of the question. I did not come up with this premise on my own. It's from a Black Mirror episode. Love but it. if there was one year... That you could live in for the rest of eternity. Oh, yeah, I heard about that episode. Which one would you live in? And you could throw a few out there. We could sort of narrow it down. But I have to be a woman still. 
Well, you have to be you. Because this literally yeah. limits down the good options. Well, and this is why it's an interesting question also, because it's like, do you know what you already know? And Yeah, can I also... Like, are you aware of the internet be, if you choose 1979? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, can I be one of those, like, in one of those tribes where they have the fifth gender? Sure, you could do whatever also, you want. Also, if I'm raised in a different era, I might not even have the same, like, sexuality and gender that I do now because of, you know, macro... Uh, you know effects or whatever so well i'm no quantum physicist but i got just, google um it's very okay like the, okay a time that appeals to me yeah like I, like we got to get rid of the me i would be a different person anyway um well just okay just to line it up with the black mirror episode let's just assume that if you chose that you yes. wouldn't be faced with all the social turmoil that may have been going on oh at the just time. kind of the aesthetics you'd be living an excellent life i see yeah um Honestly, I would probably go back to like tribal times. I don't know what year exactly, but like a long, long time ago where we just lived in some kind of uh, village, maybe either. I don't know if we're nomadic or if maybe a nice little village where there's just, you know, what's that max 200 people where you're still a community? You're talking like 1840, like something like that? Um, um, no, I'm or like sixteen ten. I'm thinking just like ne- a negative three thousand or oh, something. Okay. I don't you, know what yeah. how far back, but like one yeah. of those where life is just super simple, and we're just gathering berries and fishing. Yeah, and this is a romanticized version. Absolutely, by the way. we get. You said that. Yeah, right? totally. So the kind. I'm where, not going to bring up the fact that you could get eaten by a dinosaur. Well, this is where if we're in the Matrix thing in the Black Mirror, they're like in a in a protected. You know. Yeah, that I definitely don't want to give a spoiler for. So I don't. Sorry, necessarily yeah. want to but yes it's uh, the the idea behind the episode is this that is, it's a form of therapy yeah where you can visit any year that you want to is it therapy i wonder if we're even talking about the same episode yeah um because i was talking about the one where they like don't want to die and so they go into i heard about this again i haven't seen it it's like they don't want to die and so they like go into am i spoiling it a little bit Oh, so it is the same. So yeah. well, I thought maybe We're it was a different the same episode. episode. Shit. Oh, no, you're good. Form of therapy. That was a great cover up for the spoiler that I accidentally gave. Um, no, that's Still but, didn't reveal that much. But something where something like that 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 romanticize. Some people romanticize the fifties. I romanticize a tribal time where it's just like we don't have any cares. We're just eating the stuff that comes from the earth. Yeah. And fishing and like maybe playing some drums yeah. and like fucking Paleo. and yeah and then like maybe. You, who knows? Maybe I I would be like the funny guy in the tribe, sure. and people would enjoy. It, but I don't. I hate that. Uh, like I care about being famous and um the and and having to, we got to have Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I hate it all. And yeah. if we could all agree to throw it all uh, to, to mass burn all of our <laughs> most of our technology and like and and kill most people. Obviously, we need to get down to a, a much smaller <laughs> world population for this to work. But um, if we could just like go down to like a hundred thousand people on the planet, there was a TED talk once. I think that was the number he gave. Sure. And then, um, you know, we could just live a simple in a simpler. It'd be nice. That appeals to me. Yeah. I, I, like I, I could possibly be one of those people who pulls away from society and goes off the grid. And if I had like the right village of people, but then there's a part of me that cares so much about you know Getting being a, being a comedian and all that. So yeah, yeah. Well. It but if that seems... didn't exist, then I could enjoy being in the village. Yeah. Well, that sounds nice. Want to know what my year is? Sure. 1994. 
Okay, so you want um, when Kurt Cobain has already killed himself? Is that well? I just want a time. I mean, here's the thing: it's obviously uh, lined up with when I was a teenager. All the Cranberries music is out. I love already. the cr- yeah. Oh God, the Cranberries, huh? This is right after you. So you, well, you made sure to get the Cranberries in. Yeah. Um, but the Spice Girls haven't come out yet. You want right. that sweet spot? I need a. I need an era where the Cranberries exist but are popular. Yes, and also Not- right. Yeah, and right, right before the internet starts. Yeah, don't, I, you over. know, I gotta say, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge, yeah, proponent. I think it's corrupted more than it's served. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, that's a whole other podcast episode. Sure. How'd you feel about this one? I just, you know, we're just, we just started, and it's already over. That's how it always. I know. Like people, it's, yeah. People think they want me to talk, and then they're like, "Oh no, that was enough of that." No, we shut. like when you talk. Oh. I want you to keep talking. Not not on this podcast. not on this podcast. But yeah, we you know hang out afterwards if you want. If anyone wants to come see me at an open mic tonight or something. Yeah, you I'm gonna go to. I might go to Derek Copps's place. He's doing an open mic at his place. No now. one gives a shit. Well, that's not a nice thing to say. Well, you're gonna cut off his. I mean, he's gonna know who he is. He's yeah. the only guy who's doing a. You're gonna have to cut this whole thing. Out. Yeah, I understand. I'm a little. You know, uh, no, that's cool. Everybody go to Derek's open mic tonight. And uh, and Love Goat. You could go to both. Go to Love Goat. This is the thing is, is that these are very local references. That's why I'm saying. Oh, is this shit. is this going out to your to the your yeah, friends? Yeah, I New got York homies. We got uh, Ethan gave me the numbers last week. The numbers are looking good. Oh well, if you were, we got downloads in the hundreds, baby. Woo! Look, cool. Jewish. I know how to produce. That's well, yeah. So we'll talk about <laughs> gender queer jackass some more then. I'd love to hear it. Uh, I would love to become even more woke than I feel that I already am. Uh, but Ariel, I thank you very much for sitting in today. Thank you. Fantastic guest. Your podcast is called Leading the Blind. When does that begin uh, to get posted? I'm thinking mid-January. Mid-January. Look for Leading the Blind, and this is uh, and it's part of the podcast network that this show appears on, which is Body Tape International. Uh, spin by their website at bodytapeintl.com to uh, listen to all of their great programming. Uh, and if you enjoy this show, Please drop us a line. Brian has a podcast at gmail.com and uh, we will see you next time around. Thank you very much. See you.